Hey everybody, welcome to Abnormal Adventures. Today's episode, we are talking about mental health. There's a little bit of suicide talk. So just warning that out there. Um, I would really recommend if you are struggling with um, any mental health issues to um, look below in the description. I have listed the uh, U.S. Prevention Hotline and the Canadian Hotline. So please make sure that you guys reach out to anybody, family, friends, the hotline, a professional, anyone. If you feel like you are struggling with your mental health, um, please, please don't be silent in this time. Please reach out and actually talk to someone and make sure that you get the help that you need and don't stop fighting until you get that help. Okay, uh, I'll do my little weird little welcome. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to Abnormal Adventures. My guest today is Alex. Hello, Alex. Hello. Okay, so I've known Alex for, has it been 10 years? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's been 10 years. Um, I met Alex when we used to work at Claire's together. I was her manager and she was my assistant manager. Um, and then we've been friends ever since. <laughs> Yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, I'm trying to think where I want to start with you. So Alex, we'll get right into it. So Alex has been very open and honest about her mental health since I've met her. Uh, She's very vocal on what she goes through on almost the daily. I wouldn't say every day she would talk to me about it. But um she was very open. It was the first time I've ever met someone that struggles with mental health that was very open to let people in her life know what was going on. So we're just going to talk through kind of Alex's life with mental health. So Alex, take it away. So my mental health issues have started since I was a young kid. I was originally having issues at eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, uh, sexually assaulted at eight years old and that was just the beginning essentially. Yep. Um, by 13, I started self-harming myself. Um, and it was more so for attention at that point. It was me being not my parents' intention, but I was being neglected And due to that factor, I was doing anything to try and get their attention. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, during that time, because of what was happening, I ended up developing an actual mental illness. So I developed depression, anxiety, and a borderline personality disorder, which is one of the most misunderstood mental health issues probably on this planet. Um, Because you can't just take a pill and it goes away. Yeah. Did they diagnose you with that when you were 13? I was 15 when they diagnosed me yeah. with that. For and, all and of I, them or just that one? So I was diagnosed with depression, anxiety when I was 14, but borderline personality disorder, I was diagnosed at 15. And that was actually by uh, Cam H. So What's that? Sorry, children, I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. It's uh, the Children Addiction Mental Health Association, like, or sorry, hospital. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're the ones that I had to do a three-hour interview. Mm. Um, my parents were involved in that interview. And uh, it was basically to try and figure out if I was either bipolar or I had a personality disorder. 
at that time they said because of my age i was not at the time to start dbt which is dialective behavioral therapy i was too young okay and you you said what it meant but what does that mean the i don't even i didn't even understand half of those words the something something therapy So the dialectic ther- behavioral therapy is just to learn how to control my overwhelming emotions. Oh, okay. Yep. So with having borderline personality disorder, and w- basically the best way I can describe it is when you feel anger, I feel rage. When you feel sadness, mm-hmm. I feel like the world's ending. Yeah, it's always when- a notch higher. Yeah, did you hear me? Am I... Yeah. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I said, so what you feel is always at least a notch or more higher than a normal vibe. Okay. Yeah. So basically it's like, it's something that it's a personality disorder. So it's something I can't control. And that is basically what dialectic behavioral therapy is to teach me is to learn how to manage those symptoms so I'm not overreacting in a certain way. I mean, even when we were working at Claire's, it was like I would have paranoia symptoms for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. I I learned that because I, I I'm not a good texter and it, it would set you off. So Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it's like I can't control it and I'm trying my best to control it. But at that time, um, what it it was what it was but mm-hmm. the second that my symptoms started they told me it would start in my 20s that yep. the serious symptoms would start unfortunately i had my son so bryson, yeah yeah bryson essentially what it was written off as oh you're hormonal because you just had a baby okay you know i have bpd yeah so stop writing me off yeah and that's why i switched family physicians in the immediate immediate time that i did yeah he he was like no you're experiencing your symptoms of bpd we need to get you help right away because you're gonna live with this illness for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and if you don't deal with it now then you're gonna live in misery for the rest of your life and since I've been in therapy, I've been in therapy for not long, but I mean, I've done eight sessions worth mm-hmm. of it with a BPD specialist. And honestly, I have to say, regardless, I'm 28, I'm going on 29. I have to say I'm pretty proud of myself because by 27, most people with BPD commit suicide. Wow. So I have to be proud of myself that mm. I'm still fighting and I will continue to fight because at the end of the day, I'm not going to leave my son without a mother. Yeah. Like he's my saving grace. Yeah. So, um, so I'm going to jump back to your teens when you're talking about it. So when they diagnosed you with stuff, they said, obviously there's no meds. I always want to say your abbreviation wrong. There's no meds for your B- BPD? B- BPD. BPD. Yeah. But so you automatically were put on how many medications for depression and anxiety? so at that time I was put on a medication god I don't even know what it is anymore at this point because it was so long ago yeah um anxiety they don't care because they're like ah she's a teenager and that's the other thing women are dismissed in this community which is disgusting uh we're dismissed as hormonal we're dismissed as having babies we're just dismissed yeah. If I was a guy and I came in with this disorder, they yeah. would take me more seriously. 
which is not fair. Well, it's not fair whatsoever. Like I said, I had a discussion with someone a couple weeks ago about she had to have some surgeries and they kept blaming it on her hormones. I'm like, why is that the answer for everything female? It's your hormones. It's like, just deal with it. And it's like, but that's not the answer for everything. And it shouldn't be. So. No, it's, it's, it's not fair. And that's exactly what my family doctor was putting me off as and why I switched family physicians. And he immediately was like, no, hell to the no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So from, you said 14, you were diagnosed with depression, and anxiety, 15 was BPD. And then when did you switch doctors at what age? Was that just recent or was that a that couple was- years ago? No, that was just recently within the last few months. Which is crazy that you went almost mass skills here. No, actually 14 years without like, and like, I know bits of your, of your life. And the fact that you, like I said, you've been very open with your, like, at least us, I'm going to assume that you're very open with your doctor. And the fact is, is that until recently, you haven't been getting the help that you need for your mental health. As we know, mental health is a big issue already in society that a lot of people have it. I don't even know the statistics, so I'm not even going to guess, but a lot of people have some form of mental health and they get, they automatically just get given medication. Like I find that the medical society isn't looking into stuff enough to properly actually diagnose, because I didn't know this until I read a book recently that in depression, you can be an upper or a downer in the sense of how your brain functions. I didn't know that, but most doctors just go, everyone's obviously a downer, so just give them downer medication to help give them the serotonin or the whatever they're lacking. When yeah, it's like, it's- you live over there? Oh, I think I'm glitching. Yeah, I think it's you that's glitching, but you live in the middle of nowhere. But I I also live in an area right now that has no service. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I was like, can she hear me? What's up over there? Hello. I've had it before. Uh, I could hear you. Oh, okay. Um, But so at least like, so through high school, through college, um, how did you find trying to even get through schooling like I know you you're a smart girl but like like how did you find just even trying to deal with all of your stuff basically what I resorted to was uh which most most mental health people deal with is I turned to drugs and um that was in high school Mm -hmm. and uh I dropped out of high school I then decided to turn my life around and I applied as a mature student into college um during college at this time I was with my husband Scott I was with him at the time and he was very supportive about everything Mm -hmm. at that time I started a new antidepressant I was fine it wasn't until the last couple years that Mm -hmm. my BPD symptoms started to arise and all this crap was happening and I was being dismissed by my doctor as essentially what I keep saying is I hold a resentment towards him because I'm a paycheck I work in the Mm. medical field I know how it works I know they get more money as a medic or with people with mental health issues so I to me I was a paycheck 
So when I got transferred over to the doctor that Scott Brayson see, right away he's like, no, it's your BPD. It's your BPD acting up. And it took a friend to give me a psychiatrist. Like, and it's just ridiculous that like so much stuff has happened in my life that what has happened, I I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but what has happened that you are aware of, Mm -hmm. um, it's taken that for me to get the proper care that I need, which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous because I feel like for how vocal you are, like, I get it. Then maybe when you were 15 and you were diagnosed with it and they say that it's too young to start, whatever, fine. But they still should have started something. I understand maybe not the full on thing, but maybe start little things or be like, you want to what? You're 18 now. Let's get you into therapy or into whatever method that they think can benefit you. Because I think saying that you have to wait until you're in your 20s, which then the statistics of not many people living into their 20s with it, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Right? And like, I listen to my cousin that has the same illness as me. And she's been doing DBT, so the dialectic behavioral therapy Mm -hmm. for about six years now. Yeah. And um, I talked to her regularly don't mm-hmm. get me wrong there's still days that she cannot handle her emotions yeah but where i'm like i'm cursed i'm evil blah 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 blah, blah. i say all this i say all this negative I know. shit about Which myself don't, don't right? we all in our own head yep where she's like alex our brains run differently they're overwhelming but they're empowering like mm-hmm. she's more positive i'm not there yet and I'm I'm doing every single thing I possibly can with yeah. a BPD specialist. And even when I've talked to a BPD specialist, I said that it is the most understood mental illness out there. Well, for if sure. I could take a pill, it would go away. Yeah. And and everyone would love me all of a sudden. But it's everyone like everyone does know. love you. Shut up. So, like we said, I've known the stuff that you've generally gone through. So are you seeing a therapist and the I don't know your abbreviation for this other one. Your other therapy for your uh, BPD. I don't know your abbreviation for that therapy thing. Are they two separate people or the same? Um, so I'm seeing somebody for my BPD therapy. I'm yeah. also recently just started seeing somebody for um, just regular therapy. And yeah. I'm also seeing a psychiatrist. Oh my gosh. Okay. So for your BPD therapy, can you kind of tell me like some of the stuff that they are teaching you to help yourself through some of these emotions? So basically every single week I have to keep a diary card of my emotions of how I'm feeling and everything. And then she goes over, like she sends me hands out, sorry, handouts every single week about emotions essentially. Mm-hmm. And, um, how to deal with anxiety because like I I've said to everyone in my life I swear I don't want to rely on medication for the rest of my life like my depression I understand I'm gonna have to because I need a serotonin boost yeah but when it comes to anxiety I don't want to become dependent on anxiety medication I want to learn how to cope with that um excuse me um but the biggest keeping a diary card to notice the difference in my moods every single day Mm. so that is the biggest thing that we constantly every time we talk she's right right away like how's your diary card yeah I want to know everything about it I'm also working on a book um 
personal book. It's not from her. Like she suggested it, but I'm doing it on my own. Um, It's Dialectic Behavioral Therapy Workbook. And so I'm working on that on my own. Um, It's explaining a lot. Uh, Regardless, it's not a real human person. It's a book. I don't feel alone. Um, Scott's in therapy right now as well Mm -hmm. to understand the illness himself. Yeah, to teach him how to ha- how to deal with maybe I'll say mood swings. I don't know how else to say it, but the the more extreme reactions type things, right? Yeah, like he's trying to understand the best that he possibly can. Understanding if I say I'm triggered, go away. Yeah, yeah. plain and simple, go away. Yeah, and also if the biggest thing that anybody with BPD will relate to is abandonment issues. Regardless, yep. of my parents never abandoned me. Mm-hmm. They never have whatsoever. No. But you threaten it, yeah. I'm done. I can't yeah. handle it. I will chase yeah. you. Yeah. And that's why I've always had my issues. I've always had that issue is that the second you threaten it, it's like, yeah. do you enjoy hurting me? Like, I just don't understand it. So there is 12 steps which sounds like a freaking re- <laughs> or a recovery program yeah but there is 12 symptoms um i've gotten through two after yeah. like seven or eight sessions that's how intense this therapy wow. is but it's good like again i'm so i i'm kind of upset with the healthcare community because like it shouldn't have been this far into your life and for so many things to happen in your life for them to actually do something like and that's when it's like it's and like I don't think you go in and and cry for help I bet there's probably times you have cried at your doctors but maybe not a cry for help but it's like you're not denying it so it's like what are the like I wish there was ways to like get these answers it's like what is the big deal of looking into someone's health I've just found that lately that the medical society whenever I'm asking stuff it's a lot of they they kind of brush you off and it's like I don't understand it like this is your job you got into it to help people why don't you help people anymore like some people are now like you have to find those rare doctors that will actually be like shit it is really rare and even when I've talked to my BPD therapist she's Mm -hmm. like honestly there's two of us in the area like nobody wants to give a crap I'm gonna assume what for a good chunk of Ontario um I'm when she said in the area I'm gonna New York region I don't really know but either way it's kind of like why yeah like like this is an illness that why is it that when I read through my book it says that the person that created this book had was diagnosed in 19 I think it was like 78 or 79 why is it that it's taken this long Mm -hmm. that there's still no answer besides therapy yeah why why do I have to deal with these overwhelming emotions do you think I enjoy it there's been times that I've gone through every single emotion so like emotions that you guys would feel on a regular basis as like an average person Mm -hmm. of anger throughout the day I feel anger sadness rage like depression anxiety everything that I my body shuts down yeah and I go to sleep like I can't handle it anymore and don't you normally have insomnia so bad 
Like, so I'm like, on a new medication yeah. right now. Again, I'm going to text you about stuff later. But okay. um, I'm on a new medication right now. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, no, it doesn't help. Like, my body wants to die, essentially. <laughs> like, it feels like hell. Yeah. But my brain won't shut off. And it's exhausting. Like, trying to be a mom, trying to do mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just it's overwhelming it's exhausting like yeah your kid's a toddler he's not like self-sufficient he's a little ball of energy all i'm thankful for is that my family is trying to understand this illness Mm -hmm. um my parents have known about it since i was 15 but i mean again they're like ah symptoms whatever don't start till 20 um my cousin didn't want to take my cousin. My aunt was recently diagnosed with COVID and she was in the hospital. She, yeah. my cousin didn't want to take in her cat. She's like, oh, it's selfish, blah, blah, blah. I explained to her, I said, it's a reminder that our aunt is not okay. Yeah. You have to understand that kind of stuff. It took her a few minutes and she took a step back and she's like, you're right. This is your cousin with the same disorder you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. So she's she's twenty years older than me. Like she's a lot older than me. So she's been dealing with. She's a curly haired one. Yeah. 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 You met her at the wedding. Yeah, the wedding. Yeah, the one with the red hair. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Remember her? Yeah. Yeah. So like she checks on me regularly, just as much as you do. Like she's constantly checking on me. Um. But like the second I heard my aunt, which is her safe person like mm-hmm. Scott's my safe person yeah um I was like are you okay and she's like stop worrying about my problems worry about your own I'm like no yeah. like I'm not gonna do that just because I have a mental disorder does mm-hmm. not mean crap like I'm still gonna care about other people yeah. plain and simple um but is it fair that like we have to deal with this no but we're both the youngest of the family so we got we had to listen all the crap that happened. Sorry, my sister's headphones keep falling out. Here's a ring of the mind. Um, my, like, being the youngest, we had to watch all the crap that our family went through, uh, our siblings went through, and regardless that it doesn't, it's not always brought on by, a, like, a family issue. Mm-hmm. It can also be brought on by biochemistry, which is something that I've recently learned that I said, okay, so it's not something necessarily that my parents did. Mm-hmm. We, we know my parents. They're not crap. They're not like drug addicts. They're none of that yeah. crap, right? Like they're hardworking people. I mean, right now they're retired, but um, they've always been hardworking people. But I do feel I got less attention, which... Do I know if that created my BPD? I don't know. Yeah. I really, I really don't know. Like, but at the end of the day, the biggest thing is, is that my son will always be my saving grace. So yeah. when I feel those thoughts, like I've said to my therapist, there's times that I feel the world's profit that would be. Yeah. I know that I'm not going to let some other person come in and say, you weren't good enough to stay for your mom. Sorry for your mom to stay. Yeah. And I'm like, 
don't mean to be so graphic on your podcast, but like, screw you bitches. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but like, seriously, it's like, no, I'm going to keep fighting for him because God forbid, like, I do not want him to end up like me and I will keep fighting. Like, you've known me for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I didn't want kids because of my mental illness. I didn't want to get married yeah. because of my mental illness. Like, there's been so many reasons yeah. and it's like, I will always be vocal about it. And I said this to my BPD specialist because I told her I was going to be talking to you about it. But I said, I will always be open about it because no one should feel alone. It's it's not fair. It's not fair that anyone on this planet should feel alone because it's not fair whatsoever. There's not enough therapists out there. And yeah, I'm not a therapist whatsoever. But am I someone that you can talk to and say, I'm feeling this mm-hmm. today and I can be like, yo, I understand what you're feeling, yeah. but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm someone you can talk yeah. to. Plain and supply. I'll always be someone you can talk to regardless. And you know me, I always put everyone ahead of myself. Yeah. I don't care about myself 90% of the time. Let's be real here. But you <laughs> should, you should. I know I should, and I'm working on it, which is something my therapists and me are working on is that I need to stop being more concerned about everybody else and need to focus on myself. But it's hard when you have all these overwhelming Mm. feelings. It's like, I just want to make sure everybody else is okay. It's true. It's true. But um, as you say that you always talk about, and I, I think more people... Even though I can't believe like how much mental health is now being talked about, but I still find it's a very taboo subject for people to still talk about. It's weird. Like people are trying to get people to talk, but then there's also like a, oh, they're faking it or this, that, or the other thing. And it's like, which is it? Do you want people to talk about it and try to get better? Or do you want them to be in silent? And then the the ones that don't talk about it are the ones that end up killing themselves, right? People... Like, we all can think of multiple actors that, like, first comes to people's minds that you think that they're all good on the outside, but they're not. Everyone just won't shut up about COVID. Oh, COVID killed this person. COVID killed that person. Okay. Before before COVID happened, what was the highest, or highest rate of death? Suicide. Oh, I bet. And yeah. the biggest thing is CPD. Because there's not like we can take we can't just take a medication pretend it's not happening. We we have to go yeah. through all this therapy and it's exhausting. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna it sit here and pretend it's easy. It is so hard to deal with. Plus being a mom, plus being a wife, plus going to work. It's yep. like having yep. like a fourth full time job. Like it's exhausting. Yeah, and like. Yeah. You just like you can't. You don't want other like, especially like if Bryson's around me or, or my sister kids are around me. I don't want them to know what I'm dealing with, so I keep it quiet, and then I have mm-hmm. to hold those emotions in, yeah. and that's not fair to me either. But at the same time, I'm not gonna let those yeah. kids see what I'm feeling inside. Like, can mm-hmm. I just have like a week break of all this crap? Yeah. It's never gonna happen. But yeah. I will continue to pay 
the therapist that I'm seeing and I will continue mm-hmm. to see her. I will continue to learn about this illness. I will continue yeah. to do all the steps she tells me to do. I will continue to do the work she tells me to do. I will continue to do the workbook she tells me to do because I'm exhausted. I don't want to, I I don't want to deal with this anymore. And again, like I said, I can't just take a pill and make it go away. I can't. Yeah. It's true. That's just crazy. So, um, what was I about to ask here? Um, so do they think, I know that it will be a journey right now going through all your therapies. My question is, is do they, do they say that you should forever, like your whole life now stay in with the therapy to make sure that you're good? Or is it pretty much like when, once you've kind of learned those 12 stages or symptoms or from your booklet and stuff like that, is it maybe after that, do you get to kind of like relax a little bit? Not a little, cause you'll have it forever, but I mean, like it'll be less like than because I bet what are you having therapy and everything like that like weekly right now right now it's weekly my cousin for example who has the same illness as me she only sees her therapist once a month so it will slowly mm-hmm. lower down it's just yeah unfortunately right now because all my symptoms have started I was dismissed for two years all, all the reasons yeah. behind it it's like it's going to take time for me to be able to manage my symptoms on my own. And also I need to have my husband there for me, not triggering me, like not intentionally. Like it's different if he's like accidentally doing it, but yeah. The hard thing is, is when family, family kind of most of the time subconsciously, but sometimes consciously, will push our buttons right like as we know growing up you have an older sister I have an older sister and there are moments that you're like you you do this on purpose you do yeah you are aren't you so that's the thing that I feel like it is a good sign that he is going through therapy to learn how to be able to be I'm trying to think of how to say this um try to be more I don't want to say not supportive but more aware of the things that come out of his mouth and the behavior basically my opinion on it is you can't be an advocate about depression anxiety and not an advocate about every other mental illness and that's how I feel about Mm -hmm. him like you can't go get tattooed on your your face like he has it on his neck um I was like he doesn't have a tattoo on his face (laughs) no but on his neck he says behind his ear yeah yeah it says keep fighting and it's got the mental health symbol you can't act like you care about one illness and not the other Mm -hmm. originally when all the stuff happened that happened that you're aware of he said I'm done I'm divorcing la 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 my headphone out hold on one sec sorry um (laughs) he this headphone, these headphones are so little. Um, he wanted a divorce and then it was like yeah. three days without me and he was destroyed. And yeah. when he's talked to our marriage counselor, it was, I just want to know why she is not mm-hmm. in a rude way, but why she is the way she is. Why does she hate herself so much? You know, she's yeah. she's a great mother. She's a hard worker. She is a great wife. Um, you know, there's so many things that, like, he listed off. And I'm just like, 
I don't see it that way though. I think I'm mm. a bad mom. I think I'm a bad wife. I think I'm a bad worker. Like, and it's because I'm in therapy right now to learn yeah. to change those thoughts. And okay. recently I got a handout and I handed it to my sister and she read it and she's like, literally it's like having a conversation with you is this negative. And the biggest thing it's cognitive uh, behavioral therapy. Yep. And, um, and um sorry uh (laughs) my my um thing broke so I'm like trying to make it stay the way it is um (laughs) anyways it's my biggest thing is expect the worst hope for the best you shouldn't think that way Mm -hmm. that's not healthy I get it I get it in certain situations it people have to think that way right like there are situations in life but 24 7 no it's not healthy it isn't healthy and that's what i expect so for example i'm not going to go into details about the meeting but i had a meeting recently at work about two weeks ago and immediately i was like i'm getting fired and i'm messaging my union rep regularly like i think i'm getting Mm -hmm. fired i think i'm getting fired and she's like alex stop you're not getting fired but I, yeah. I'm thinking the absolute worst. And when it ended, yeah, I had a panic attack. It was, yeah. I dealt with it, and yeah. I messaged my manager. I said, "I'll be back in five minutes. I need to calm down." Yeah, yeah. But it's like I shouldn't feel that way. Like I shouldn't think so. Yeah, bad about myself that I think mm-hmm. the worst outcome. It's not fair to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, because when when we were together, there was many a times that I would respond through text, just like the letter K. Oh God, you're so annoying. After something, and um, (laughs) I I slowly got used to that. I'm like, okay, I'm talking to Alex. Like, put more in there, get her because I found the times that I didn't realize for a while until you really pointed it out because I didn't understand is that I would respond in the way that I would in person, but you can't see me. You can't hear my tone. You can't anything. And yep. there are so many times that you'd be like, are you mad at me? I'm like, no, I'm not mad at all. I, Why? And you're yeah. like, I just thought you were mad. It's just how you and so like me, Yeah. And so for me, like I, I am used to you and I know more how I have to respond or say if I, if I message and I haven't heard from you, it's like, I, I, I give you about a day or so and be like, Hey, are you good? Did you get this? Sometimes you are you do need that space from the world. And I get that. And sometimes you'll take a couple days and just kind of focus on your mental health or whatever you're doing at that moment. And then you're like, I'm sorry. I was just kind of shutting the world out, but I'm back here now. I'm so sorry. Um, But if you would give advice to anybody dealing with loved ones or friends that deal with any type of mental health, what would be the the thing that you would say to you to, to help? Like, and I know that you're not an expert, but I just mean from your standpoint, you need, how would you like your family and friends to kind of interact with you? You need to be open. Um, mm-hmm. If something they're saying is bugging you, you need to tell them. If it hurts yeah. your feelings, you need to be honest about it. Like, for example, like how you said, when you say K to me, it bugs me and yeah. you're mad at me. Okay, yeah. so as simple as that. Like, I've even said my said to my dad the same thing and you say Katie yeah. me I think you're mad at me and it's yeah. it's stupid it's a text message but 
that's a really easy thing for people to change to make sure that you don't have a tailspin from it, right? Exactly. Like, nothing you're always going to, but no. And there's gonna be times I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. But there's times that it's like you have to also be understanding. If somebody's asking you for reassurance, don't get mad at them. If they no. if they need that reassurance, you need to be respectful of it. And yeah. there's times that like, I mean, like I've messaged certain people and I'm like, I'm just asking for reassurance because this is what's going through my head. Yeah. Am I wrong? And I, it's like, sometimes I need to hear I'm wrong. Plain and simple. Yeah. And my biggest thing is, is just, you need to communicate my, your feelings mm-hmm. about anything. Like, don't be ashamed of who you are. Um, yeah. Like, you are who you are. Plain and simple. Don't be ashamed of it. It's like if someone had cancer, would you be ashamed that you have cancer? No. Yeah. So why should you be ashamed that you have a mental illness? It's not your fault. You didn't like wake up one yeah. day and say, I'm going to create this on myself. It's not fair to you. Yeah. We're all suffering together. There's a giant community together about this. And we will continue mm-hmm. to fight for an answer. And after this COVID crap is dealt with, they act like they're going to do so much for us. I don't believe it. But if they do, awesome. Perfect. Yeah. But if you feel at any point a doctor is dismissing you, find a new physician. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just so frustrating. Like, I just, I don't know. Everything about the mental health community has made me so angry in the last few months alone with everything that's been going on in my life that mm. I I can't handle it anymore. Like, I'm just like, honestly, like, we're human beings too. Do you think we woke yeah. up one day and we're like, oh, I hope I have a mental illness? No. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I felt like too because my first specialist when I got diagnosed with my ITP, she treated me like I was this horrible person. Like the way that you would think that a doctor might treat someone that has been an alcoholic and a drug user and now they're like, well, my kidney's failing or no, my liver. Which one? It'd be liver. Liver for an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, and obviously my autoimmune was not at all, I, I, nothing I did caused it. And she made me feel like I was this horrible person for having this and wasting medical dollars. Yeah, you were treated like is, garbage uh, when that happened. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it freaking yeah. pissed me off too. And the reason why I think it set me off is because I know how badly I'm treated constantly. And once I entered the medical administration field, I know how much more doctors get paid when it comes to mental health Mm -hmm. patients. And I'm like, really have some goddamn respect for us. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Like, I just, I don't know all of it. I just don't get, I don't get some of the medical stuff nowadays because like even now, like what was it? A couple of weeks ago, I had like a list of things I wanted to talk to my doctor about. But it's like, oh, you don't even get the decency of having a Zoom call with your doctor. You just get a telephone call. And then they'll deem it like once you talk to me, if I feel like you need to come in for this. Because <clears throat> I had asked her, like, I'm that type that like, I, I have this weird fear that I'm going to get some kind of cancer. So I've always been really big on wanting to get like full physicals. And back when we were females were allowed to get them yearly I was yearly I want my physical done I want those pap tests done yearly because yeah I don't want to wait three years and then find out that oh is it three years now yeah it was two and now it's three yeah 
Yeah. And so I asked her on the phone when I was talking to her, I was like, oh, I'm just wondering, like, when is mine due? Oh, yours is due in the fall. And I was like, oh, okay. And she's like, but, well, we'll hope that COVID's a bit better because right now we're not doing full physicals. I'm like, excuse me? What if you had cervical like, cancer? She said that they'll still do a pap, but I'm like, yeah, but there's still other stuff that you check during a physical to make sure that it's good. And I was like, okay. But I'm thinking, she's like, well, right now with COVID, we can't, like, being in the same room with someone for 45 minutes is just bad. I'm like, okay, I do hair and I have to touch, like, I have to be close to people's faces on a regular. Why is, yes, we're both wearing masks, but like, what the hell? Why is it that my psych who has a medical condition so he can't wear a mask, he purposely makes yeah. it so he's six feet away from us, I wear a mask, he can talk yeah. to me like I'm a human being. Why can we do that? Right. I, I don't. And I sometimes think it's an excuse because like, say in the fall when it's time for my physical, if they say, oh, we're still not, I'll be like, okay, by that point, I'm hoping that we will have herd immunity from people actually getting vaccinated. Yeah. And us both wearing a mask. Hello, you're not touching my face. You're touching my vagina. Like, Legit. Like if I can go and get my tooth, like I had a tooth worked out probably like three months ago. If I can go and get that done yep. and they're wearing full PPE, there's a HEPA filter in the room. She's wearing mm-hmm. the like, you know, like that black mask thingy covering her face with a level three mask on wearing yeah. PPE. My ass, she cannot do a pap smear on you. Like it's ridiculous Hi. to me. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, and again, like, I see my psych probably every two months because it's so hip covered, so it's free, right? Um, yeah. But, like, he doesn't wear all that crap. I wear my mask out of respect because he yeah, has yeah. a medical condition, so I, I respect that. But it's yeah. like, he's not just going to be like, oh, pfft, I'm not going to see you because you have mm-hmm. health issues going on. Like, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Oh, piss! That I don't know. That pisses me the off. Last, the last time I saw you, do you remember the book that I told you I was reading? You probably don't. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't stopped talking about it with people that I want to get scanned so goddamn bad. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I finished reading the book. So it's. I've said this on the podcast multiple times now. The book is "Change Your Brain, Change Your Life," and honestly, Alex was the first person. So they talk a lot about like spec scans, which is scans of your brain, and sometimes they'll do spec scans on when you're relaxing or when you're trying to do some kind of challenge. So they'll still strap you in. It's an MRI type thing, but they still will, they'll look at it. And like, I was surprised at how much stuff they said. So when you said you had the trauma when you were eight, they actually talked a lot about that, that like people brush that off, but that's a, that's actually, I can't remember which one because I read it for my, for my things. And I am an, I have issues with eating I'm a stress eater. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to see if there was things in this book that could help me change the way that I thought about food and stuff like that, which it did help. Um, but reading it, the I full-fledged just thought of you the whole time. And I was like, some of it, like they they did talk about how there are a lot of disorders that start in childhood from an incident. And it's, and it's so crazy because I, I, I honestly wish that I could find you a place to go get your brain scanned. Honestly, stop talking about it, that I wish that I could go somewhere and just get my brain scanned just to see what happens. Like, is it going to light up? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> what's going to happen? Understands that I'm dealing with a lot of mental health issues and BPD being something that is so friggin' misunderstood. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. It's like, you're going to tell me you understand schizophrenia, but you don't understand BPD. Okay, cool. Um, so if I heard voices, you'd understand me. But it's yeah. like, we talk about this book and I'm like, I wonder if there's somewhere at Camp H, for example, which is like the top mental health hospital. Is there somewhere there I can get scanned? Possibly. I, I remember when I first started reading this book, I did try to see, and I thought that I saw a clinic in Toronto somewhere that does it. I don't know how you can get an appointment. I bet it's not covered by OHIP. But, probably not. Um, but it's more than likely Camp it. H, right? Yeah, probably. But I was just so surprised. Like, in... I, I would, whatever you have time, I know your life is crazy right now, but I think this book might be beneficial for you. And this is no offense to this like book. I still have to go back because they put this, um, this guy and I'm horrible with authors. So I'm not even gonna remember who it is. I'll put it in the handle, the book and the title and blah, blah, blah. But, um, the author and, but he gives links to his clinic. He's in the States, obviously. And he puts links to their website and they've designed some like quizzes and stuff like that that you can take that it, once you take it, it'll give you ways to like um, deal with your, whichever the quiz is. But some of them were like helping you get over different addictions or different medical conditions um, because uh, a lot of it is, ow, ow, sorry, my cat is clawing my leg. Um, <laughs> But a lot of it is, is that he was trying to set stuff. So people always like, there are people that do need the brain scans, but there are some that he's like, if you fill out these, like these questionnaires or find these links on the website, you're able to kind of help yourself to try to like self remedy for a bit. Um, and I, uh, I honestly think that like, if you have a chance to read it, read it. I would say when I read it, there was, I used to like, he has a lot of like testimonials of people he's helped. And after reading a couple, I was like, okay, I get the gist. Oh, you did a brain scan and you found out what was wrong with them. So you, you gave them treatment plans. So I saw, I, no offense to him. I started skipping the testimonials cause they were in every chapter Yeah, and there were a lot of them, <clears throat> but the fundamentals of it. And at the end of the book, like there's a whole section, like I'm a weirdo. Cause I was like, so I underlined some stuff. And then there was full spots that I full-fledged paper clips together that I want to relook at, that they gave a list of all of the things you should get tested for your blood work to help with your brain function. They talk about the vitamins you should be taking to help your brain. Um, they start talking about like, like methods to start to help yourself. Even if you fully don't know what your diagnosis is, is that he, he goes into detail of saying like, okay, like, if you're like, there's little like questionnaires at the end of the chapters at the end that it's like, answer these questions, honestly, rate it from one to four. And he goes, once you answer it all, if you have more than five of these answered with a three or higher, you have this disorder or most likely have this disorder. And so then he gives you re like ways to help yourself try to deal with that. Mm. And it's like, okay, try this, try these vitamins. And then go talk to her doctor. And then he's like, I would recommend normally this medication for this disorder. And it was actually really cool, I thought. Because um, I was surprised. That I'm like, I don't get me wrong. I eat fish every once in a while. But I know I don't get enough of the omega-3s. 
And since I started reading the book a couple months ago, I started taking like omega threes and the the fish oils, and I couldn't believe the difference in my brain because I was starting to get a lot more of the mental fog on a daily. And I thought, oh, am I just really tired all the time? And then once I started actually getting the vitamins in my system of the omega threes, I couldn't believe how different that my brain is way more like. Don't get me wrong, we all have tired days, but like way more with it because a lot of times our brains aren't getting enough of that the fatty acids to actually help it and it's just crazy I think that because like I've been on medication since I was like 14 I just like expect everything to be pharmaceutical pharmaceutical (laughs) that I just don't rely on any when people talk about natural crap I'm like like I just don't believe okay, it. You can't because you use essential oils, or you used to use essential oils. I, I don't know if you still to. do. I used to yeah. for my headaches. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like I'm I uh, the girl that I talked to that she's the episodes that's going live next, or she'll be after hers. She uh we were talking about how she's really into um she calls it like green witch a, a green witch and um and how. It, even if we I had said that she like she enjoys crystals so do I I'm a crystal person and how um even if it's a placebo effect if a crystal makes you feel better because it's in your pocket or on your necklace do it right so I don't know my sister um, has your uh Spotify is this Spotify you're on yeah well I'm on Spotify Apple and Google Okay, well, she, I know she but, has, like, unlimited Spotify, so yeah. she, like, lets me listen to all your podcasts and stuff on there, so that way I don't have to, like, pay for extra. I know, you can, you don't have, like, Spotify is free. You don't have to sign up for premium. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Uh, if anyone's, there's so many people that, like, uh, I, uh, ooh, was she my fourth episode? Uh, her name is uh, Mel. She, uh, I played roller derby with her and she uh, was like, when I first asked her to come on the podcast, she was like, um, okay, I'm nervous, but okay. And she's like, I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to pay for Spotify. I'm like, you don't have to pay for Spotify. I didn't it's, know it's, that honestly. Kind of yeah. Um, but it's, it's, it's an enjoyable ride so far. It gives me something to do in lockdown. <clears throat> yeah, no, I just kind of like when I, was asked to come on here I was kind of just like you know what like find me on Insta find me on Facebook find me on TikTok I don't really care what it is I'm here talk to me I understand what people are dealing with it's difficult it's hell on earth I literally feel that way but I don't care if you just want to if you want to even message me and say the most negative possible thing you can possibly about like I'm not going to say the word, but unalive yourself, essentially. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I'm calling the cops. Like, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to talk to you. Yeah. I've had people yeah. reach out to me on TikTok because I yeah. use my platform as more so of uh, mental health awareness. Yeah. Um, and I was like, when you asked me to come on here, I was like, I just want people to understand that are listening. Like, if something's going on in your life, yeah. talk to me like yeah. I'm not I'm not a quiet person when it comes to this stuff like I will be very open about it I'm not mm-hmm. ashamed of who I am anymore I used to be ashamed yeah. not ashamed anymore I don't care yeah. 
if you don't like me for who I am, bye. Yeah. So I've got you and I've got two other girls in my life. Yeah. Other than that, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? Like, I said to you years ago, because you used to have an abundance of people in your life, and you called them all friends, and I, I watched how they treated you. You were so and mad. Always, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, because I was, I'm older than you, so whenever I would see it, I'd be like, get rid of them. Get rid of them. And I'm like, no. And you're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, you, all you need in life, don't get me wrong, you can have an abundance of people in your life, but I wouldn't call them friends. You need those close people that are like, they're there for you. That if, if, if you need to call someone, they're there to listen and they're going to pick you up if you need help or whatever. And no offense, you're never going to have a huge group of friends that will all do that. And all you need, right? You need that small knit group. And I'm not going to mention it just in case they log into this podcast, but you know exactly who is fake. And I'm not going to, I'm, I actually have cut them out of my life. Plain and simple. Good. I've got you. I've got two other girls, and then my family beyond that. But that's it. Yeah. I'm done with it, yeah. and I've apologized. It's ridiculous how much I've apologized for being like I'm a bad friend, and they're all like, honestly, I'll like, shut up. Like you're wow. you're fine. Like we love you. We know you're going yeah. through stuff. Which do you think I ever got that from though? All those other people that you know I've no. dealt with in my life. No. Yeah. It's so true though. It's it's crazy that way. Okay. So you said everyone can contact you. So say all of your handles. Are they all the same names on everything? I don't know. I obviously so, don't know. So Facebook is Alexandra CC slash cook. Not slash, sorry, mm-hmm. dash cook. Yep. Um Instagram, Alexandra C when I say CC sorry, I should probably clarify. I will spell it out down below as well. Oh, okay. Like in the captions. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people think it's just CC, right? Um, no. XO. <laughs> um, when it comes to TikTok, uh, it's the same thing as Instagram. Alexandra CC XO. Okay. Yeah, I'll write them all on the handle and the below so that if people... And same with on Instagram. I normally have like the same blurb that I post below the podcast. I'll post under like when it goes live so they can find you through those things as well, which makes it a bit easier. And it would be um, wonderful if I know you post pictures of people every time you're doing like one of your podcasts. Can you not post what I look like today? Because I've had a very bad day and I look like I'm definitely not going to. No, like I said. The Zoom, I never use stuff from the Zoom. The only time I used a picture from the Zoom was my brother because I don't oh. have any recent pictures of him. So I just, I screenshotted. I'm like, a, you know what? Use the picture when you just did my hair because everybody okay. loves it. And they're like, Alex, why don't you throw your hair like that anymore? I'm like, because I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how. I remember when I met you and you always said, no one can curl my hair. It doesn't stay curly. And I was like, bullshit, bitch. But do you Don't remember? Do you remember my wedding? You had to recurl it and hairspray that yeah. shit because it would not yeah. stay curly. True. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that. It was it was a wasn't it? It slightly it rained that day. That's why I got you. I remember more than but likely the still, reason why. Yes. Yeah. But still remember because for wedding you were like my hair won't stay curly I'm like yeah it will yeah and it, it did will. it did that day yeah. it did actually 
Uh, six. Someone just invited me to something. I don't think it's anything no. to do with you, obviously, because you haven't posted anything. No. People won't stop inviting me to crap. I have over 2,000 followers now on TikTok, so they won't stop inviting me to lives. Like, go away. Well, then I need you, once this goes live, post on your TikTok somehow. I will. Get them to listen to my podcast. I will. And I'll also do a live and all that. But the, every single time I do a live, people attack me for my mental illness. So I just need to, like, now that I'm, like, dealing with my mental health worker i'm kind of just like you know what yeah <laughs> since you don't post videos no one can see that it's fine it's fine <laughs> uh, no but like as as our journey as friends has been it's i'm so glad that you're finally getting help i'm furious that it had to come to what it came to for you to get help but i am so happy that you were actually getting the help that you need i just hope i get to which is crazy. soon yeah, it's true. But uh, I will say thank you for joining me, Alex. Of course. Always here. If you need to talk about mental health stuff, I'm always here. Even if you just want to chat, I'm always here. Okay, guys, remember we are on Spotify, Apple, and Google. We've got our website at www.abnormaladventures.ca. We are on Instagram at Abnormal Adventures Podcast. We've got an email at abnormaladventurespodcast at gmail.com. You can find that through the website. Please make sure to like, comment, subscribe, rate five stars. I'd love to hear from you guys. Please give me some feedback. I know I'm still new, but I want to hear from you.